Welcome to Babes Get Baked, your fave pot podcast, hosted by your babe, Ashley Shea. We'll spill all the high tea and nothing is off limits. Welcome back to another episode of Babes Get Baked. Today, I am so excited to announce I have Ali Benson on, cannabis industry consultant and digital strategist and co-founder of The Different Collective, and also dubs herself the high giant. Ali, how are you doing? Thanks so much for joining today. I am high as heck right now, so I'm doing <laughs> fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay, wait, my first question before we really dived in, how tall are you? I'm six foot three. Shut up, really? Yeah. I'm five, three and a half. <laughs> It's funny, like that's why it's the high giant and people don't understand that because it's all virtual until they meet me and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, you're... Yeah, no, that's a good play on it. Okay, I really like that. Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay, so what's up? Like, what have you been up to? I know you're freelancing now. You seem just super busy and and just doing incredible things. Uh, Yeah, busy all the time, but I love it because some of the projects that we have going on are extremely exciting. uh, And I get to work with a lot of really rad people in the cannabis industry. It's why I kind of left what I was doing before. Bless the souls at Canmart. I love you guys. But I really wanted to do cool shit with a lot of different people. And I have the bandwidth to do that now. And yeah, 420s next week we are absolutely stoked maybe people are listening to this after 420 thank you for having a great time and smoking up yeah. uh, <laughs> the different collective is shooting off like crazy we have some fantastic things planned for the next couple of weeks months long term and i've got some cool stuff that's being worked on as well with some releases and launches probably in the next couple of weeks yeah okay so why don't we start from the beginning you know how you first i guess even became a cannabis user and then started your journey into the industry and now quit that in a freelancing which is like everyone's dream job like everyone wants to quit their their corporate job or maybe i'm just speaking for myself i mean personally I really miss it because I miss I miss my team Mm -hmm. like I have to do everything myself now and as much as I love my AI programs and (laughs) my support tools it is difficult when you switch from relying on so many people to help you out and then it's just on you uh but at the same time it's kind of fun yeah it's like yeah anxiety can be the gas that pushes me through this right but it's it's crazy how I started though I started doing recreationally I started super late right going in to grade 12 like I did not touch cannabis before that okay um, I don't know if that's super late yeah like it depends on everyone you know like I started when I was 14 but I obviously don't recommend that and some people started when in their 20s or well like you experiment and yeah of course like you probably shouldn't um a ton of people that I knew used cannabis and I just like wasn't into it and then finally I was like you know what I want to try it and then became a recreational user as you do because it's a beautiful thing cannabis I also played volleyball competitively and mm-hmm. I've always had issues with my joints, which I later find out to be arthritis. Uh, oh. And all of the treatments and things that we had to do, like steroid injections and prolotherapy and IMS treatments, and it was just not fun. Yeah, this um, doesn't sound nice at all. All of these things were supposed to help, and it ended up like I was in a fling because of treatments and not because of the injury. 
and it was just not a great time and we didn't know it was up until my friend came home with this little cream from the pot shop down the street mm-hmm. and that shit worked wonders the og buddha butter that uh-huh. shit slaps and it changed my life and i got super interested in why it worked more than anything else got a job worked my way up in that job for three years and then now i'm here that's amazing so were you always planning to kind of do your own thing like obviously you have incredible entrepreneurial spirit do you think you always kind of want to quit at one point and start your own venture yeah when you're in high school and you have to like do your plan a and your plan b and like i kind of bullshitted my way through that and i always knew like i want to do this idea and like just build on it and how do i get to those points by like setting the goal so like i wanted to work on my own by the time i was 30 i'm 25 and doing it so like cool yeah so it's it's things like that um and i did always kind of want to go out and do my own shit but it started with the art world that's what my degree is in okay (laughs) nothing to do with weed or science or but everything somehow intersects you know there's there's always some way for it to mesh with cannabis i think yeah and it's a lot of theory it was all anthropology and like how people work and how things work my team can preach if i have to draw i'm fucked Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I can draw like a really good stick person. That's what I tell people. Ditto. Okay. <laughs> so tell me more about the different collective, how that came to be. So there was a group of us who kind of found each other through content creation in, you know, hashtag cannabis community. Yep. Pretty much. Um, we're all in our 20s, I believe, and relatively working with the same messaging. And and that core group was uh, the Cannabinista Anna, kind of high, Brit, Tom Different, myself, James, Cannabis with James. I'm so sorry if there's anybody else in there. Probably Shane. I'm going to throw that in there as well. And we all just kind of started talking. And then me and Tom kind of sat down and went, we should do something with this because this is kind of cool just from having a chat with these other people about what they were doing and like self-hype and kind of asking oh how are you doing this that's the nice little niche that no one's kind of done anything with yeah and building a community which is so strong within the cannabis industry how are you personally especially with your freelancing now and you do a lot of work on social media finding promotions because i personally feel like i'm shadow banned or i have been you know and i know a lot of people have had their accounts deleted and you know it's just hard to put yourself out there because you know cannabis is not federally legal in the states which is where facebook and, and instagram are based out of oh, oh, i feel like you have a lot to, a lot to say for this i have a different opinion than most because honestly i could give two shits if i have ten thousand followers or not that means that when i have engagement it's from the homies and not a bunch of strangers that i don't need to deal with and i would rather put the actual planning and strategy that would happen with making a decent Instagram to be bigger and better and compliant because mine is definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) It's why I'm shadow banned. It's why I got deleted in January. But when you mean compliant, like how is yours not compliant exactly? I have no idea. I mean, like sometimes I know I shouldn't, but I'm like, oh, I found these seeds and save myself money. And I write that in and then like my account gets that story. And it's like, you have X penalties. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Like strikes or something. 
Oh yeah, she got a lot. But when I got my account taken down, it was because I was posting job calls, which is something that the different collective does as well. We've gotten a lot of people some really solid gigs, including ourselves, just from the connections and sharing that hookup. We do pre-screening on resumes and make sure people's work is, you know, we can stand up to that recommendation. So it's pretty sweet to be able to do that. But when you post about it on your story and then it gets like my account was just gone. Wait, why can't you post about like a job posting? That is a great question. I'm so confused. Yeah, that's just meta. And it's super fucking frustrating because not even a month later, Tom's went down, Anna's went down. I know a couple of other people had theirs taken down. It's extremely discouraging. My biggest thing was like not my photos or anything. I had copies of those. It was Mm -hmm. the captions because I'm an idiot and didn't save them. Yeah, now I'm thinking after this, I should go back and like save everything. Yeah, get your data imported. Do it, people. It's a smart idea if you want to save anything. And also the connections. Because like when we went traveling and shit, oh, add me on Instagram. Everybody has Instagram. Yes. All of those contacts. I, I don't remember your fucking username. So you weren't able to recover your account. It got disabled and then you had to start over completely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's frustrating. And there's a lot of people. There's brands. And you can do what you can to stay within the guidelines. But a lot of the time, and I know this for a fact, it's, it's sabotage from people who don't vibe with your shit. Especially when you are a creator or a brand. To just have that completely taken away and have to rebuild. Like that could really, really affect people. Yeah. And also- you're saying that it's actually other people that are reporting you not just like you know facebook's algorithm catching some keywords that don't comply with whatever absolutely and because it's so easy to give the reasoning because meta already wants to flake these things Mm -hmm. people are going to other platforms yeah no that's really shitty have you explored other platforms absolutely i think that twitter is a fucking fantastic thing especially with some of the stuff that they're doing right now with spaces and upgrades and all of that youtube is also something a lot of people are switching into and twitch like anything that doesn't just let you talk like elon musk wants to put like a section of free speech on twitter and it's like okay he wants to buy twitter It's, it's a shit show, but I get what he's saying because we're so restricted on Instagram as cannabis yeah. people. And the US, I hope and I pray you legalize federally soon and decriminalize federally soon. It's a plant, y'all. I know. Maybe at the end of the day, it. it's like, what? <laughs> Have you tried TikTok? I fucking love TikTok and I am extremely unpopular on it because it's like <laughs> me high as shit. Just, I don't know, doing those filter things that like picked characters or whatever or my cat or just like the food <laughs> reels that i do okay everyone uh, that's listening go show ali some love on tiktok <laughs> you don't have to but like we're working on a project right now like the different collective will be on tiktok soon another platform that is hush hush you guys will find out after this hopefully i'll plug you in privately <laughs> yeah. uh, to that one but it'll be launching on 420 as well with a tiktok and that's where i'd rather put my my time and effort is putting it into platforms or brands and my shit because it's 
it's it's literally just for giggles like um it's not for the same thing that a brand would would want to do it for yeah exactly oh my gosh i love that okay so what are some things that you maybe have worked on or am working on with um other companies as a freelancer what can i share okay the different collectives website actually is probably the biggest thing that i'm doing right now i'm very excited to have that released out and we'll have some really cool features to put the spotlight on our members and kind of show everybody what we're about because it's different (laughs) some of the other ones that i'm working with white ash group recently i absolutely love their team their recruitment platform worked with them on their women's day article and i'll be probably getting some more which is really exciting oh forge mushrooms i'm so excited for this one this is going to be the coolest thing for me because it's a farmer's market ambassadorship and i get to go sell mushrooms grow box like the do your own grow box where it's like ingrained with spores and you cut it open and then you spray it with water and it like grows mushrooms are we talking about psychedelic or non-psychedelic mushrooms non-psychedelic but still great for your brain okay like we're talking reishi lion's mane like those yeah that's amazing actually i haven't heard because i've gotten into all of that probably last year so i take a lot of those supplements but i never thought about growing those on your own yeah because you can just dry them and get empty capsules from amazon and make your own capsules like that's what we do with the psychedelic oh my god okay i feel like that should even be bigger if anything now because there's so many people that are getting into that you know adaptogens etc yeah there it's great to do it yourself we do not grow yet ourselves because we're still doing things in our house to sort out <laughs> where everything should go but yes we will 100 be investing in probably like its own little shelf in our house so have you ever grown mushrooms before no but one of our really good friends has and we kind of like looked around and i did get to go to um their site and kind of see how they do it all yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, one of my friends actually gave me, so it's in a needle. The spores are in there and it's, I forget what the strain is, but it, it's of a psychedelic mushroom, but I just have not. And he showed me this video on Reddit, and, but you have put on all these firewalls because it's, you know, not fully legal. So he's like, make sure you do this, this, this. So you're not tracking like, oh, I'm entering into some different territories over here, but I just haven't touched it because I, it's, you know, it's not that easy. It's just like planting a seed. There's a few layers and you want to make sure yeah. cleanliness and all that. Yeah, because you are growing fungus and you don't want anything else on it. <laughs> on there. Yeah. yeah, we really want to do it. We just actually set up our grow tent for all of our seeds. So when we get home next week after the 420 event, we will be setting up all of our plants, which is really exciting. Super cool. Um, and actually speaking of 420, probably the biggest collaboration is with uh, the BC Farmers Co-op, Acres and um, Moccasin Trails, Dolby Sisters, Boro and Beyond, everybody at TDC. We're going out to Kelowna for 420 and TDC is running the media component of the summit. And so we kind of helped coordinate a couple of things out for the scheduling for AR Cannabis Awards, Bud Tender Awards or Choice Awards with AdCam. TDC will be playing some parts in what happens at those events. We have two villas, one that is dedicated to podcasts, and then we will also be doing uh, another villa that has public workshops and hands-on activities um, and maybe some snacks that are made with some non-infused dried fruit provided by Relax and we'll be doing some live filming of some content while we do that at the villas. That's so Um, exciting. There'll be live chats on Insta the whole time as well and then what else am I missing? Oh we have a 
we have a digital microscope inspect your own bud bar. Uh, oh so we're gonna have- it sounds like you guys just thought, okay, what is like our dream event? And then you guys just executed that, which is so much fun. There's also Kiero. They have a rooftop patio that they're doing stuff at. And then we also have, what is it? Oh, Sessions is also running part of a well. Can you edit the out? Actually, I'm not allowed to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> patio. You can use it at that little. <laughs> Just beep it out, actually. <laughs> because we're we're trying to gain traction on um, what we can and can't say because of the government. Hey, you could actually just include this because uh, it's bullshit. They want you to not call it that word. Oh. Yeah. And there was actually a conversation or a vote or survey that called for people about them talking about and what those look like and what we can call them and what the restrictions would be in them. It's very interesting. Yeah, okay. Because I know a couple of people that have... But that's also on news articles and TV. They they have called it that. So I guess now they yeah. are trying to switch it. Yeah, we have been told we are not allowed to call it a at the BC Craft Summit, even though it's a cannabis-friendly space. I think that's as compliantly as I can say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, who, who comes up with these rules? I just... It's hard to keep up with sometimes. Yeah, so that's the whole point, though. We wanted to do compliant fun things like a microscope bar, a blind terpene aroma test. So there will be no hands-on. It'll be our personal bud that we have access to terpene information. And then you'll be able to to smell and try and guess terpene. Yes, oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. And our 420 joint rolling competition. Of course. Ah, in Kelowna. I'm jealous. I wish I, I could be there. Well, hopefully... In the future, we can get TDC in a couple other events. So, Ali, I have a question for me personally. Obviously, you you know a lot about cannabis. CBN. Can you tell me what that is exactly? So, backstory is that um, I got these edibles. So, my friend got them for me. And I was like, oh, okay. They have CBN, a bit of CBD, and THC. And then my understanding was that CBN is similar. It has similar sedative properties as CBD. So, I just took it. It knocked me out. Like, I was flying. I was like, what? What is going on? And I'll always take in the evenings. So, it was fine. But I was like, oh, I didn't expect this. Yeah. CBN is not my friend. Personally, it is not a cannabinoid I vibe with yeah i'm just like learning about this now and i'm just like what's going on with this cbn a lot of people do like it because of that however when i took it for the first time it was on a plane that was five hours and actually at lift and co i had one of those um night night shots the pomegranate something Mm-hmm. on the flight and I thought that it was gonna knock me out so I could sleep yeah I felt hammered I felt straight up drunk it was not fun and by the end of the flight I looked at my partner Jeff and I was like you need to get me the fuck off of this plane oh my god right. I, I had my foot tapping I could not be in that space anymore it was horrific I am like pretty sure I greened out oh um, my body just did not want to receive that cannabinoid like at all and now I'm like okay if I'm gonna have it it needs to be in a super fucking low dose so I can build up my tolerance to it because I would love to use that one day 
when I'm prepared for it. It's because of the bioavailability and like what we have trained our bodies to have. And so when you introduce a new cannabinoid, it's really difficult sometimes for the body to adjust to it. So think about the first couple of times you took a fat bong rip. Did you probably... You're just reintroducing something new. So it is extremely similar to CBD, but it does have a more push effect on that drowsiness, which is why I felt super like uncomfortable because I am not usually, I don't do drowsy things. I usually sleep. Yeah. Um, it made me paranoid because I was like, this is something that I haven't experienced before. And I you were don't. on a plane, you were flying. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That must've been so uncomfortable too. Yeah. And I'm already not great with flying too. Cause so I thought it was going to like chill me the fuck out and it didn't. so it was super fun uh but for a lot of people it does work like a charm and when i do take small doses totally fine but it's not similar to cbd i find cbd is more you don't notice it's working until you think about the fact that you don't feel the way that you did before yes i don't know if that's a super hard thing to follow but i feel like for weed people it is and then cbg is more targeting your digestive and urinary systems so anything with like utis or like actual appetite control a lot of people who need focus in that area specifically lean on cbg rather than anything else yeah okay interesting it's just where your receptors are open to taking those because it's mimicking the endocannabinoids that you have in your in your system yeah your explanation made a lot of sense it's really introducing something that's foreign that you know i guess historically everyone has just mainly taken like thc cbd and not high doses of cbn so yeah it's why i like i love and hate the entourage effect like the way that it's described to people honestly it just can we turn that into know your body and know the product Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna order five shots on a tuesday night at a bar if you're usually having a glass of wine with dinner yeah you know the difference i feel like there should be a disclaimer for cbn And now I'm kind of curious if there's going to be more cannabinoids that are going to be introduced into the market that a lot of just regular consumers really have never heard of and they might have a very adverse reaction. I think that it's really interesting when you look at all the cannabinoids and components that people are offering versus what the States has, like versus what Canada has. Mm -hmm. Where, where's the cool shit that they get to fiddle in? I want the, there's no CBD hemp products, not any really decent ones anyways in BC. Like I, I would love that. I would roll that instead of a joint like every day to kick my nicotine habit like I would replace it if it was here and it's not here yeah it's actually really interesting if you think about it because with cannabis I think it also you know will elicit a lot of creativity in people and I think a lot of users in general like they might be creatives themselves but the actual legal industry just really inhibits that so you know even with packaging like nope you got it's it's gotta look like this with all these disclaimers has to all look the same and you can't have any of that and then same with products like if companies want to be creative with that they have to jump through all these hurdles yeah and it's even more difficult to like educate people about everything and i think that nothing will change until there is a cannabis course like there is a winemaking course or a brewery course or brewmaster course or whatever where you can get an undergraduate master's degree you can specialize in it it counts towards a physical degree and not fucking continuous study <laughs> 
And before you have that, anything flies. And it's great that private institutions do this, but it needs to be backed up by something that universities can get behind and colleges can get behind. Mm -hmm. The U.S. already did that. How do you personally consume cannabis? Right now, what is your favorite way? Do you cook with it? Because I do see you have some really cool recipes. Yeah, every food and drink, like my coffee right now, infused. Like if it can be infused, it is. That's just to deal with the residual nerve damage I had from my back surgery last year. Did the opioid-free cannabis recovery. So... I'll smoke and consume anything and everything. My absolute all-time favorite will always be topicals. If topicals could do the things that smoking did for me, I would not inhale a thing. I absolutely love topicals. They work as like a fucking charm for nerve damage um, and and joint pain. Yeah. Um, Because arthritis at 25 is super fun. So when you have a bath and you feel like you're dying before, but afterwards you can actually like get down and stretch and do yoga, it really makes a difference. With the topicals, because I know there's different ones with CBD and also ones that have THC, right? What do you use? Yeah. So what I find is THC is great for immediate pain and the big shit. And CBD I find is more something that I can use for like my arthritis, like literally my arthritis or like that's what I've told some of the older people who ask me what they should kind of fiddle with. I think CBD is fantastic for direct joint pain and THC is amazing for excruciating pain and, and getting it on as like not an emergency, but when it's unbearable. And then always the combination of the both, the two, there's, there's no better way to match up something, I think, than doing a one-to-one. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's crazy good. that, I mean, I wish that more, you know, doctors and physicians, I can't speak for, you know, obviously every practicing doctor out there, but that they would advocate for this more. Obviously, they might not know about it. Just hearing about how it's helped you is amazing. So I, I feel like more people need to know about this. Oh, Ali, it was so nice speaking to you. I want to end off with one question. Where do you see yourself or where do you want to take your career in 10, 15 years? It would be super sweet to not have to do a crazy time in that time and just honestly make bank to not have to do anything. And I know that sounds super this generation. I would probably want to own like a property and run something on there, whether that's like a grow up or cannabis tourism is super big. Mm -hmm. Um, I would kind of want to have one sole thing that I just kind of do and chill out and dedicate all your time and energy. Yeah. Cause now it sounds like you are doing quite a bit, which I think is good early on in your career. You do want to get your foot in the door in in quite a few places. Yeah. I just want to do as much cool shit as possible with as many cool brands as possible. And there's a niche somewhere, but I know that it would probably, I would definitely want to be focused in on the one thing and live in the mountains away from everybody. Oh, I feel you. I'm such a mountain girl too. Like, I mean, I'm from Toronto. There's no mountains here, but whenever I'm traveling, oh, I'm, I'm hiking mountains. I'm, I'm just in there. Yeah. Like we're, we're 10 minutes away from them right now. Um, and I would really just like to be out there and have like our own little ACMPR license to grow ourselves and just chill the fuck out maybe do some online stuff. I'm loving that. I'm manifesting this for you. I can see it. Just have your own little grow up and do some tours, you know, maybe like a little wake and bake breakfast or something like that. Like there's, there's tons of shit, but I would love to just kind of like, oh no, chill the fuck out and really just enjoy the planet, the planet while it's still here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, Ali, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and expertise and, and, you know, joy into the cannabis community. I really appreciate it. And I know I'm excited to see how far you go and all the 
differences and strides that you'll make. Oh man, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I'm super fucking excited to be here. I I listened to this podcast way, way, way back when. It was the first cannabis podcast I came across and I was like, this is badass that it's a bunch of chicks just talking about like weed and shit. Um, yeah. so, um, oh, I love that. I appreciate that. Thanks again, Allie. That's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for listening, babes. Subscribe to know when the latest episode drops and follow us on Instagram at babesgetbaked. <laughs>